Welcome to Backstage with Becca B with special guest, Kara Lindsay. Hi everyone, and welcome to this episode of Backstage with Becca B. On this episode, she made her Broadway debut when she originated the role of Catherine in Newsies and has since gone on to star as Glinda in Wicked and Cynthia Weil in Beautiful, the Carol King musical. Please welcome Carol Lindsay. Good to see you. Good to see you too. <laughs> How have you been? How has quarantine and everything been treating you? Oh, great. You know, I got, I have our little baby boy, so he keeps us very busy. You might hear him for a second. <laughs> I that's amazing. I love all. Yeah. Well, congrats on that. Um, I'll just get right into interview questions that I have for you. Because right. I have a lot of questions. Okay, awesome. Uh, so have you always known that you wanted to be a theater performer and an actress? No. Um, I mean, I have for a long time. I think, you know, ever since I was um, in seventh grade, sixth grade seventh grade I would say um maybe eighth I, I started I was bit by the theater bug around sixth seventh grade so um I, before that I wanted to be a figure skater oh but I've never figure skated in my life I just really loved Chrissy Yamaguchi a lot um I wanted to be a soccer player because I really loved Mia Ham. I love playing soccer um I, those were the things I wanted to be before <laughs> you're like I want to be in sports and go to the Olympics <laughs> yeah, exactly. because why not yeah why not exactly yeah. like all the sports <laughs> yeah. every sport I'm going to be good at no and I <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> what was the first show you saw that you, when you like realized that like I want to do this for a living I think that that show keeps changing in my mind. You know, I I think I've said ragtime a lot because I remember that so vividly coming through Rochester, the tour, um, and I loved it so much. Um, that was really moving to me. Uh, I really loved Titanic. Um, I love uh, I loved Aida, and that was later on, but I was in high school, and that one really moved me a lot, and specifically Heather Headley's performance. So I really, that, that was huge for me. Also Beauty and the Beast. Yes. <laughs> I just, I loved it. It was so magical. It was like Disney magic, but live on stage. And um, so like my younger self just was so fulfilled by seeing that as a younger adult. Um, yeah. So I think maybe all of those. It's so magical, like seeing a live show, like when you're in an audience, like as a child. So it's like yeah no matter what you're like <laughs> so true and I remember Phantom too going we went to Toronto to see it and the chandelier moment and just everything <laughs> it, I saw I saw it last year in Los Angeles and couldn't take my eyes off the stage <laughs> I know it's so and the Christine Dye is just like stunning any any woman that plays that I'm just so impressed yes same. And I'm going to get to a role that I'm impressed that you played, but what was your uh, college and school experience like with theater? Uh, so I went to Carnegie Mellon University for acting musical theater. And um, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I spent my four years at school uh, 
getting my BFA and rolling around on the floor, dancing, <laughs> um, creating fun characters. And really, it was such a challenging program in so many ways and a great way. I learned so much about myself. You learn a lot about yourself in general when you go to college because it's your first moment to be independent, you know, and live on yeah. your own and learn about yourself. So I had that. And on top of the training that Carnegie Mellon provides, it it kind of, for, it makes you look within yourself in a different way. I mean, that's what acting is. We look within ourselves and try to access certain things and it's empathy and trying to understand other people. And it's like, all of that just, I, I was forced to grow. Like at first it was terrifying and I kind of like closed off and said, no, I can't, can't do it. Nope, not doing it. Can't. And then I let go and just did it. Um, so I think, yeah, it was, it was awesome. I got to do You're in Town when I was in college. I did a sideshow when I was in college with my best friend, Kirsten Scott, who's also in the Ooh. business and she's amazing. Um, I did, what else did we do when we were there? We did a bunch of plays. I did After Miss Julie, um, the Oristaya. Yeah. All those things. Just everything and anything. So you like got all the experience to help you with your successful Broadway career oh, later okay. in life. Yeah, well, it, I mean, that's the point of conservatory training is to like introduce you to every aspect of theater. Yeah. Uh, and I'm so glad because I, I mean, I went to a public high school, which was, they did a great job, but it was mostly like musical theater songs we like and certain musicals maybe we'll focus on. It was just, that was it, you know? Yeah. Um, sometimes the funding is hard with public schools too and theater yeah, and what they did with that funding was amazing so yeah. I'm grateful for that uh, I was exposed to more than I think others for sure so and then people know you because you originated Catherine and Newsies I mean people know you for a lot of reasons but you originated Catherine and Newsies and um, so what's it like originating a character for the stage and how did you like come up like make character choices for her. You're so sweet. Thank you for your sweet words. Um, I, I, you know, it's, I had to do my research. I, I did a lot of looking into um, who, what a journalist was like, what a female journalist specifically was like at the turn of the century and um, a young one at that, 18 years old. And uh, I, I found Nellie Bly, who everybody knows I mean most people know uh she is was a very well respected uh, investigative journalist at the turn of the century and she's what she overcame at her young age was really incredible to me so her story inspired me and that strength that she needed and gave in order to succeed in her field but anyway, the strength of Nellie Bly and understanding, really understanding what it was like to be a female journalist at the turn of the century and really look into an actual person from that time helped me to understand who Catherine is because that's who she is. She's she's a young female journalist at the turn of the century and um, choosing to write about politics when women shan't at that point time and she took it into her own hands to do so and that takes a certain kind of human and I think also you know it's it's Alan Menken music it's contemporary in a way so it's also to a 
I guess that was 2013 audience. So it's like kind of mixing our current world and our that that 1899 world, but honoring 1899. That's where we are. But the music is contemporary, and so it brings like little moments of of um, connecting to a contemporary audience. Uh, so I try to be me. I mean, I I am. I was of 2013, so I had to be myself, but honor who Catherine probably was at 1899. So, and also I think knowing how difficult it would have been for her, it just, it, it, it made the stakes higher. I don't know if you know what that means, but it just made every yeah. moment more important and more dangerous and all the things. So, yeah. I love that you brought yourself to the character character because I feel like that helps a lot with like I don't know just in any role like even if if you're playing something that like has been around for a while like Linda which I'm gonna get to in a sec mm -hmm. but it helps audiences like love the character even more oh thanks I mean well also like we are we when we play characters we are ourselves I mean we can't you don't want to see me play a version of what I think Catherine should be yeah. you know it's like let let her inspire my heart and let me bring my own self to it. It's like, you don't want to put a hat on a hat. It's like too many things. And then we don't see the heart of the character. Um, so I tried to let it come from me too and understand how I would feel yes. back in 1899 and my fears and also like me mustering up some bravery. So it's coming from that, but researching enough. So I have enough information to be as specific as possible. Um, Makes so sense. yeah, yeah. And then, I mean, one of the songs you sang in the show, uh, Watch What Happens, it's like, I feel like you have to have a lot of breath control for that show, especially just singing like eight times a week. You have to like train your voice. How do you, how did you manage to do that eight times a week? Oh, you're so sweet. I, um, well, honestly, working with my uh, voice teacher, Joan Later, she's the best. But she actually gave me the biggest epiphany. Uh, she she said, "Stop singing, stop singing so much. Like you're speaking, just speak." Okay. Because <laughs> I was singing the da 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 da, you know, so much. And like it, the more singy you get, the the less breath you have. And she was also, and she said, "When you speak, do you think about when you're gonna breathe?" when you're having a conversation with somebody, are you like, I'm going to take a breath here? Not no. really. Exactly. So she's like, stop thinking about it. So I stopped thinking about it and it actually helped a ton. Yeah. So much. It's so fast. Yeah. It's very fast, but it now it's like nothing because I do think about it as if it's speaking on pitch and it's not, it's not as much energy. You don't need to put that much energy into it as you think that part. You can sing for the chorus. Da 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 da. Sing for and, that. Yeah, but it, the audience really doesn't know that you're not singing. To be honest, I like I don't pick up on that. Well, I am still singing. Like I'm singing pitches, yeah. but it's yeah. not like so. Ah, you know, um, write like, what you know. <laughs> you know, just so sing. It's not like that. It's just speak singing. Not overthinking the singing. <laughs> Yeah, like not pushing it, essentially. And how long did it take for you to learn the choreography for Newsies? Oh my gosh, that took me actually quite a long time in comparison to the boys. 
I mean, they're so fast. It's insane. Yeah, they're incredible. So it um it took me probably twice as long as them, <laughs> but they 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 saw it once and did it. I was like, I'm sorry. Okay, now I'm here. Can um can you do it again <laughs> and then again and then can I have a pr- private session, please? <laughs> so I, it took me it took me a day. Um, but th- honestly, for them though, it took them maybe an hour. It's just. <laughs> I went home crying that day that we learned King of New York because I felt like such an idiot. I was like, oh my God, because I'm also, I have not been keeping up with, especially now, but I was taking dance class at that time, but not as much as they were. And learning a combination is a whole other muscle that you need to tone and strengthen. Uh, And dancers are very good at that, picking up the routine, let alone implementing it. So I felt like I could implement it, but I didn't, I couldn't pick up on it. So I was like, I don't even know what to implement because I haven't really learned it yet. Uh, So it took me about a day. And then honestly, after the day, I was unsure about it. So until I was actually sure about it, it took me like a week. I feel like it would take people like normal people like me, like untalented people like me, like 10 times the amount of time I dance at all. No, you're great. You're fabulous. <laughs> I could never do any dancing like like the dancing in Newsies. I mean, I can't either. I could do King of New York, but that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> I know, honestly, it's I'm so uh, it's I love tap so much. So I'm really grateful that that's like the only dancing I've really done on Broadway. Dance dancing, done. Yes, a little bit in Wicked, you know, a little bits, but <laughs> tiny bits. Like we're at the prom. And popular kind of. <laughs> yeah. I kind love of. doing I really enjoy doing bad dancing though. <laughs> speaking of speaking of wicked and that in that dancing, the less serious dancing. Um so when did you hear that you got cast in Wicked and what was your reaction when you got cast in the show? Um I found out when I was in Newsies actually on Broadway and um it was I think it was winter time. Oh no. Oh no. It was fall. So it was right around Halloween that I auditioned for Wicked, which is so funny because I remember I was with my girlfriend, Kirsten Scott, who I was just talking about and my friend, Thea Brooks. They're like my best friends. And we had a Halloween night together and we had like a bunch of candy and all the things. And, um, we, we had a sleepover, like we were five years 10 years old. Um, and I could not sleep at all because I was on a sugar high. And then I had my audition that day for wicked. So I was like, I guess this is appropriate that I'm on a sugar high and like no sleep, just like crazy looking, but, um, that's that I I was much less nervous that way, but it was really great. And Joe Mantello, the director was there and he was so lovely and gave me great feedback and things to work on. And, um, Steven Schwartz and, um, David Stone, the, one of the producers, you know, Mark Platt and David Stone, um, David Stone, uh, he wasn't in the room, but he had, he was over video or whatever. Um, who else was there? I think that was it. It was, it was like a small group of people and casting director, Craig Burns. Um, but it was very relaxed and chill and lovely. And 
I was so surprised and because I was just, well, just because it's a, this massive company that had been going for a while. And, um, yeah, so I think I would, I was just surprised at the, the ease of that audition. And it was, I had been going in for Nessa Rose for many years and that didn't quite work out. I mean, I, I, it makes sense. And I was so devastated every time it didn't work out, but it was just not the right role. I was going in for the wrong one. Yeah. So, but I didn't realize it either. I was also afraid of Glinda a little bit. Like I was like, I don't know if I can do it. I just didn't know if I could do it. And I'm really grateful that I can. And I proved that I could, you know, so yes. for sure. Yeah. Um, how did you, how do you like bring yourself to the role of Glinda? Cause she's so quirky and like, I mean, lovable and the popular scene that you do is unlike anyone else's. I feel like <laughs> it's just, it's enjoyable to watch every time. Aww, so how do, you, how do you like bring yourself, like, how do you um, make the character your own? Ah, that's such a great question. I think, you know, I, I, I was so, what was so fun about Wicked is that they really encourage you to be bold, like make choices. I mean, don't be dishonest. And that's something they get on you for. And I'm grateful that they did because sometimes I would get a little too crazy. Um, and they're like, okay, rein it in. Okay. <laughs> um, but I was like, I'm being bold. I'm making my choices. Um, but I think it, it, they encourage specificity. Yeah. And that, that was great and I think you never get too comfortable within the role because they're always shaking you up they're like no do something else figure make this moment fresh again you know and I think that's that's why popular like has evolved so much over time and like also the way I tried to approach it every night was I tried I mean this is also like something we do every single night when we're in the show so it was hard to get out of certain habits, you know? Yeah. Um, but I tried to come from this fresh place of like, I this is the first time I've heard this. this is the first time we're having this conversation. The first time I've thought of popular and now I'm going to make her popular. So like fresh, 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 like brand new day, you know, and full on excitement. And um, yeah. And also like whoever is playing Alpha Alphaba also kind of informs your performance too. Yeah. Uh because they're it's in it, in a great way. I've never had a bad experience with that. If anything, I've had, you know, my girlfriends that are playing Alphaba, we are laughing and we shan't be. Yes. I've seen that happen. I was I, gonna ask how many times have you have you made an Alphaba break character during that scene? I don't know. <laughs> like a lot. I don't know, but the thing is, is that the feeling is mutual. Like I make them, they make me. <laughs> like it's just like any, and the thing is that I love about the Alphaba's humor in general, like overall, it's like this subtle humor that's yeah. just like dry and subtle and it just kills me. And sometimes it's just to me. <laughs> Kara and I I just love it anyway so it, it makes me laugh and then it makes the audience laugh and it's just like a domino effect of laughs right and it, but that's also called unprofessional <laughs> but it's amazing during that scene oh I mean that is not the goal the goal is to just like 
I think sometimes we get so wrapped up in it that like it, yeah. it, sometimes it like gets a little bit away from us and we're like, okay, let's get back in. And it's that moment where it gets a little bit away from us that we're like, we crack and then we're like, okay, we got to get back in. <laughs> but yeah. But hey, you do a good job doing that. Right. Oh, thanks. And also that's, that's part of being human beings and not robots. True. Yeah. Love it. And then how do you think you're like Glenda and how do you think you're different from Glenda? Uh, I am like Glenda in that I'm silly and generally weird and um, I like things to be happy and joyous, you know, for people and like, yay. Um, so I come from like a, a positive place. Um, I think but also what I relate to is she is very insecure. Yes. Very. And that's, that's something that I had to wrap my mind around in terms of like relating to her because I didn't see that at first. I just saw selfish, overly confident, like me, 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 I, I, I just, and putting other people down. And I was like, oh my gosh, I just, how am I going to connect to this person? I felt like I was kind of playing a part. And you need to find something. And it's funny because I think Meryl Streep talked about this when playing, um, oh, what is the name of the show? The play. I can't think. I'm a mom. Um, but she was talking about this character that she was playing that she hated. She's like, I could not, as an actor, you want to find at least one thing that you like about the character that you love. Like, you have to love them. She's like, I didn't love them. I hated them. And that's kind of how I felt about Glinda in that moment. I was just like, no, not because I really love Glinda. I love how funny she is. But I, the heart of her just felt, I was like, at the beginning, I want to love her the whole time. I loved the second act. I loved and understood all that, but I wanted to love her from the beginning. And, and I really, and it's just because I didn't, and this is early on in the rehearsal process. Like I just joined the tour. Um, and then eventually, like in talking to the associate director, like dissecting all the scenes, she's just insecure and like just wants to, wants that attention to like reassure herself. And she hasn't been exposed to the world. And I, I mean, I have been, I know more than she did in the, those moments. I wasn't sheltered and I was, didn't live, I didn't have rich parents. Um, but I think, yeah, so understanding that really was so helpful because I just could place my own heart in that. Um, just it's amplified to a different level. Yeah, for yeah. sure. You did. I just can't get over how good you are playing Gwenda. And I, Aww, I, feel, I like feel sorry for people who haven't seen you play Gwenda. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> Thanks. What was your, before I move on from Wicked, what was your favorite uh, Wicked song to sing? Uh, my favorite Wicked song to sing, I think either for good or thank goodness. I think, um, generally it's for good. I just, I love it. It's just, I love that final moment with Alphaba and the forgiveness in there. And, um, the whole story leads up to that moment. Yeah. And I just love, it felt like, a just such a heart full moment and I always felt the most at peace on stage in that moment how many times did you break down sobbing during that moment too many 
it would get me it would get me so often so a lot hey and that's what made you playing it so good the other people saw the emotion come through oh thanks friend (laughs) of course (laughs) and then uh you also were in beautiful and you played cynthia while in beautiful which i got to see it before it closed yay what was your most memorable part of being part of that show uh, um, well, I always say this, I know it's not necessarily the show, but it is so much of it for me is that I was pregnant with Emerson, um, until I was five months pregnant. I stayed, I stayed in the role until I was five months pregnant and it was just awesome to share that journey with him. And sometimes I, we sing like some of the beautiful music and, I can't tell if he just likes music or if it's that particular kind of music because he could hear in the womb at that point for like a couple of months. He was hearing beautiful all the time. And when the drums would be beating, he was all about it. So he's going to grow up and love that music. (laughs) I I think he already does. I think also getting to meet Carol King was really awesome. Oh, were you starstruck meeting her? Are you kidding? So starstruck. <laughs> oh, she, he, she is just lovely and such a special human being. I mean, you wouldn't, she doesn't walk around like she's this huge celebrity. She walks around like, hey, I don't know. She's like meek and quiet. And I was like, you're brilliant. Like, I just want to put you on a pedestal and raise you above everybody. She's just so, so kind. It sounds like humble. Yes, unbelievably humble. Yeah. I love that Emerson made his Broadway debut basically. Yeah, he has a better resume than I did, certainly (laughs) at his age. (laughs) For damn sure. Like made Broadway debut when (laughs) made Broadway debut. Before I was born. (laughs) Yeah. I know. Wild. (laughs) What's your favorite Carol King song? You've got a friend. Oh yes. It's beautiful. And natural woman. I like that one too. Yes. And I was gonna I was gonna say when you mentioned thank goodness, the belting moment in that song. What's good? Uh oh the crossed bridges you cross you didn't Yes. Was on point. (laughs) Oh, thanks. Of course. Uh so a couple of fun quick questions. Uh if you could write a jukebox musical, what singer would it be about? (gasps) Oh, um, Oh, I don't know. This is a great question. And I have no idea what my answer is. <laughs> Who's your favorite singer? Adele. So I guess Adele. <laughs> there we go. She's one of. I mean, I love Beyonce too. So both would be great. Yeah. Both would be fantastic. So and both who, of those. <laughs> who inspires you in the theater world? <gasps> oh, uh, I gosh, um, there's so many. Where do I start? Um, Sutton Foster, um, Lindsay Mendez has been an inspiring one to me. When I saw her do Carrie Pipperidge in Carousel, which is one of the roles I would love to play one day, I was she was amazing. Um, let's see who else. Uh, uh, Leslie Kritzer because she's just wild and crazy. Um, Sarah Styles is really wonderful. She's like super duper quirky. She was in. Um, uh, 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 Tootsie, she she did that crazy song. Yes. Um, I 
goodness gracious. Oh, Heather Headley is one I always say, just Aida. But like, I could never do what she does ever. I don't have that I've facility. No, I don't, I like know thyself. I do not have that facility. She is a gift to this world. How do you work on self-confidence in the industry? Cause it's such a tough industry. Yeah. I, that's a constant thing that I have to work on, to be honest. It's, I, it's always something that's with me, you know, the, the like in, insecure, nervous, worried, you know, it's shy. I grew up very shy. We, we kind of always are who we are. It's just, you learn how to handle those moments better and you, you bring in knowledge and um, certain tools that help you. And now, and then every time you do it and overcome those fears, it gets better. So yes. I think, you know, breathing, I do this, the, um, the power pose, you know, or the Peter Pan and you hold that for a little while before an audition or before stepping on stage, if you're nervous. Um, I try to remind myself that nobody's going to die if I mess up. That's important. Yeah. But that's the, like, that's the, the height of the fear, you know, of stage fright and everything. It's like, somebody's going to die, but no, just relax. You, you might, if you mess up, it's all right. It's okay. It's just because we don't want to be embarrassed and all the things and that's valid. But, um, just trying to also remind myself that I love to do this. I love doing it. So just love it. And I think if I simplify it in my mind and just focus on the simple, nobody's going to die and also just have fun. And if I keep mostly on that one, the have fun, I get to do what I love. I'm so excited to go do what I love. And that's it. I, it generally helps a lot. Lastly, you've been teaching voice lessons and offering meeting reads. So where can people contact you for bookings? So you can, I'm, I have a link on my Instagram of like, all the coaching sites that I teach through. So if you're on there, there's, um, or you can look on Artisan Beyond. I have my, my own online coaching site. I am also through Broadway Booker. And, um, and yeah, if you'd, like to, if you'd like to be a theater geek with me, I'd love to be a theater geek with you. <laughs> and then what's your uh, social media handles? At Lindsay one for both Twitter and Insta. Fantastic. And I have to ask real quick, what are you and your family being for Halloween? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? I just ordered a bell costume, speaking of Beauty and the Beast, but it was like on Tuesday. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> I was like planning late. <laughs> oh, well, good. You'll be a beautiful bell. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you for joining me on this. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Thanks for watching this episode of Backstage with Becca B. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Becca B Talks TV. Or for more exclusive content from this interview and more, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Backstage with Becca B. Make sure to subscribe to my channel and like this video. Or if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and give me a five-star rating. Thanks for tuning in and I'll see you guys next time. Bye!